The following podcast is brought to you by the Jonas Podcasting Network, found exclusively at wrestlingwithjonas.com. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Wrestling with Jonas Live. And this is a, a bit of an important episode because it's uh, episode 299. So the last episode before we hit that milestone of episode 300. And uh, just a little bit of a peek behind the curtain here at Wrestling with Jonas HQ. I've uh, never called it that before, but uh, here we go in my spare bedroom. But uh, before I go live with any of my guests, I always do what's called a speed test. And that's to make sure that my, my internet is nice and fast, ready for my next guest. I did a speed test just before going live, and look who appeared on the right-hand side of my screen. None other than the Prince of Pace, Callum Newman. Callum, great to have you on the show. Uh, how are you doing there? I'm doing good. <laughs> Do the old speed test going in. There you go. I bet you wonder where I was going with that. <laughs> it always sure sets what? in the end. <laughs> I'm a bit speechless, you know. I, I didn't know where it was going. <laughs> but it all makes sense. Prince of Pace is on my show. But listen, great to have you on the show. And I said to you off air that you've been on my wish list, my bucket list of guests to have on for a little while now. So it's great to be speaking to you. And over the next hour, or however long this interview goes, we're going to be talking to Callum Newman live on Wrestling with Jonas, episode 299. Um, and uh, for anybody that wants to get in touch, you can do. So we are live across uh, Facebook Live, YouTube, Twitch. Uh, get in touch. If you want to send Callum Newman, the Prince of Pace, any questions live on air, you can do. Ping them through to us using your chosen device, and we'll do our very best to bring them up live on air. And we've got questions that have come through already, and one or two that were sent to me before we went live. But... Uh, uh, but just a reminder before we start talking to the Prince of Pace of some of my guests recently. Um, and don't forget to kind of hit like and hit subscribe because you're not going to want to miss uh, any of my future guests that I have lined up for the future. But we had Niwa um, at the end of uh, April, I believe, and a fantastic guest, brilliant journey from New Zealand uh, to Mexico to Europe and to the UK. At the beginning of the month, I had Farm Strong Toby Valentine ahead of his uh, Southwest Wrestling Championship match. Um, against uh, uh, against his opponent, uh, Southwest Wrestling, uh, in, in Exmouth, the 20th of May, so just around the corner. But Toby Valentine was a fantastic guest. And uh, most recently, I've had the, the freshest, the flyest, the finest Harrison Leon on the show. What a fantastic guest he was. That was last Thursday. And, of course, looking ahead to episode 300 and have none other than the, the host of the Nina Samuels show, former WWE NXT UK star and the current Right, right, cabaret women's champion Nina Samuels. But today it's all about this gentleman here, Callum Newman. And uh, Callum, straight off the bat, um, 2023, it's been a busy year for you, hasn't it? I mean, I've been following your social posts and you're here, there, and everywhere. But just the last five months or so, um, it's been pretty, pretty bonkers for you, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been insane, especially like since the start of the year, because like, uh, I've just I've been going non-stop this is like I think the first time where I've had to like plan a bit of time off more than anything yeah yeah but I mean recently yeah, it's, it's, it has been hard yeah I know and like I say I think you're as busy as ever um and I think 2022 is probably your busiest year uh to date um but but recently you've just just literally a few days ago come back from Germany haven't you um 
How, yeah. how, how was that experience? Tell us a bit about that. And I've got a couple of pictures to bring up, um, but you was over in uh, GWF, I think, and another promotion there. But you was there for a couple of dates. Tell us a little bit about uh, your German experience. It's not your first time over in Germany, isn't it? Because I think you went over there uh, about six months ago. Um, it's probably your second your, or your third time out there. But uh, how was your most recent tour of Germany? I was really cool. Because it's like the first time I've spent like the weekends like um, in a different country just for wrestling. Um, because I flew out with CPF and uh, Leon Slater uh, on the Saturday, and then we wrestled the Saturday night, and they went home on the Sunday. And then I had to do a five-hour drive with uh, Peter Tahani to Berlin for GWF, and it was probably the most tiring experience I've had wrestling. But it was so much fun because, like, just driving down the motorway, we just like there was one bit. It was just a three-hour kind of straight road, but the view was probably like the best motorway view I've ever seen in my life. And I just kept taking photos. It was literally just like a bright blue sky, and then just like kind kind of like mountains, but just like it's just loads of hills. And it was so this is gonna sound really stupid, but it was just so green. And I just kept staring at it. I just couldn't believe how colourful everything was. I was like, I could do if this if I do this five hour drive every time, I could absolutely do it every time. It was great. Yeah, D different to any road trip I should imagine you've had over here in the UK. But uh, obviously, you've fallen in love with Germany, and they fall in love with you. And like I saw a clip on possibly your Facebook the other day, yesterday maybe, um, and it was a clip of of you kind of doing some of your spots uh, against. Now let me just bring up uh, the gentleman's name. I think uh, this was the match here. Uh, Metahan yeah. um, and uh, an incredible match, uh, a great sequence of events. But the crowd in Germany, they were eating it up and uh, going pretty wild for you. It sounds like uh, you, you've made a bit of a name for yourself over there. Yeah, the, like the GWF crowd are insane. They, uh, I debuted there. What did I, when did I debut? Like a month ago, I think. Two months. I don't remember. <laughs> it was <laughs> earlier this year. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and. Um, I did. I got like the please come back chance after my match, and the promoter come out, and I don't know what he said, but I was nodding along like I knew what he was saying. But I think he said along the lines, like, "Oh, you want him back? We'll bring him back." And um, as I done my entrance, the crowd just like erupted, and I was like, "Oh, well, this is great." And then once I finished uh, the match on Sunday, I got the please come back chance again. I was oh, like, "I've never had this before." So. Like it's it's insane how like cool and then like standing at merch like everyone wanted a photo, and like just saying how great it was and uh, at, uh, first time I had this at a GWP, um, on the Saturday this guy come up to me was like oh you're so great but I was like oh, thank you so much we appreciate it and he took a photo of all of us and he turns around and he goes here you go and just like tips me five euros. Nice. I was like <laughs> oh what like it, I was like what's this for because like, everything I was selling was like. Eight by ten, so like ten euros, and I didn't want to be like, oh, sorry, but anyway, no, just keep it. I was like, oh, no way, I've just been tipped for being good. This is insane. So I gave him like an eight by ten to say thank you. It, it sounds like you're going to be over there more often, especially if the fans are kind of uh, eating it all up and uh, giving you tips at the merch stand for sure. Uh, we've had a few people get in touch already. Um, a, a certain Joe Lando, don't know if you've ever uh, heard of him before. Uh, hello, Callum. Get rid of uh, but, him. Uh, really yeah. nice. <laughs> and uh, we, we got we got watching via um, YouTube, AW, um, and uh, Callum is fantastic. So you've got a lot of uh, fans out there. 
Adam Wright watching us via YouTube. Hi, Adam. Uh, I'm so excited for this. So look, a lot of people um, looking forward to this interview, uh, high anticipation. Um, and uh, one question I've got for, for yourself, and it is regarding, uh, you've been in the business, I think, officially about five years now. We were talking a little bit off air, and it's somewhere between five and seven years. I think you said you had your first match when you were 13, but officially kind of got going when you were 15. So that would be uh, about five years ago. Um, but uh, thinking about the Callum Newman of 2023, do you think at the moment we, we've got the best version of Callum Newman that we've ever had in terms of experience, your athleticism, uh, you know, your move set in the ring? Where, where, where's your kind of mind at regarding where you are in the business? Right now, I'm like the most confident I've ever been in anything. Um, and that's like mindset, my look, how I move, how I feel. And just like, I guess like my mind for wrestling right now, because like um, after uh, the unboxing show, like last year, I was speaking to Dan Maloney, it was just before that. And I was just asking him for pointers, just on like, we're just talking about everything. And he, he basically put me on like this path to just basically get everything on the right track. And then it was, it was kind of just like, right, let's, because I, I tried like loads of stuff before that and everything kind of worked, but nothing really stuck. But the stuff, the point is he gave me really like worked and I just kept going since. And then like, it's, I think as well, just like the matches I'm having recently, they've been constant bangers and I'm like, I'm not saying it like thinking like, oh, I'm I'm amazing because I've got to think that I'm good, but I don't want to be like, like yeah. I, I don't have like too big of an ego, but like it's recently has got to a point where it's like, no, I know that I I have like this talent now where I can be considered one of the best junior heavyweights in the UK. I call myself the Prince of Pace and I can live up to the hype. Whereas before I called myself it, but I couldn't, keep up with the name if that makes sense but net like ever like i think since the nick wayne match that's been like no i'm the prince of pace now that's me no one else can take that from me and no one else can compare to me now yeah do you know what i mean yeah it sounds like everything's clicking and you know certain things have started to make sense um and you know yeah. you know we, we we'll talk about that nick wayne match in a minute because it was one of the best matches I've seen in a long, long time. But when you mentioned earlier about your, you know, your your body and your physique, have you put a bit of work into your, you know, your body and your physique and your workout recently? Because, you know, you're looking pretty good. If you don't mind me saying, you know, it's, it's a bit of gain there. Um, and uh, you, you're looking pretty good, and especially in this picture. You're looking uh, ready for a battle and uh, pretty ripped. But tell us about your, your kind of day-to-day -day fitness regime and, and what's gone into it recently. Like I say, I'm definitely noticing a bit of difference, uh, certainly over the last 12 months. It, it's more just like tracking um, like my macros. So like keeping an eye on like my calories, um, how much fat I'm having, how much protein I'm getting, how, much, how many carbs I'm having, and just like the workouts. So like day to day it'd be like i'd wake up and i won't have my first meal till maybe like two o'clock but as soon as i wake up i'll kind of get ready get dressed i'll go to the gym come back for maybe two half two just kind of just like have a shower maybe and then even by then it's like three o'clock then i'll have my first meal 
and then maybe like I'll watch some wrestling and then kind of just figure out my meals from there. But like I always kind of make sure to work out kind of fasted in the morning because I, I, I was doing loads of research like before when I was saying I tried other diets. I tried um, intermittent fasting and that was very much like um, if you work out fasted, it, it helps burn fat more. So I, I think I'm trying to use bits that helped in one diet and then mixing it with another, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, so absolutely. It's, kind of just, it's just finding what worked really well with what, and then mixing it all. So that's kind of the, yeah, yeah, I mean, pretty much it day to day. You're finding that uh, a lot of top athletes, a lot of pro wrestlers are using the, the fasting method. And uh, especially, you know, uh, people like Robbie X, for example, you know, he, he's, uh, he swears by, you know, fasting and using that method. And he has done so for probably over a year now. And it's worked out great for him. Um, Let's talk about one of your highlights from this year. And we got Adam Wright is kind of prompting us here, but we waited so long for that Nick Wayne match and it was insane. Uh, your jacket uh, almost, uh, what's that? Uh, your jacket is almost finished. I'll make sure I bring it at the next show, at the next ballroom show. So is that uh, your designer for your gear then? Because I was going to ask about your gear. Uh, do you know Adam? Uh, so he come to uh, the Nick Wayne match and he brought Nick, he, he made a jacket, like a denim jacket for Nick and paint on the back. Right. And then he showed me, he said he was going to make me one. So I'm just going to wonder what he's going to draw on it. Interesting. Yes, yeah, interesting. Yeah, but, everyone uh, did wait a while for that Nick Wayne match. <laughs> absolutely. And um, I mean, for anybody, and I've actually got a short video here, for anybody that hasn't seen it, now it is available. I think it was chapter 150, uh, yeah, 150, when the man comes around of progress. And it is available on demand, of course. Uh, just go to progresswrestling.com forward slash watch. Sign up to Progress on Demand. You will not be disappointed. The best $7.99 you spend all month. Um, but uh, I had the vantage point of, upstairs in the balcony area and uh, his four is a 40 second clip of some of the, the the amazing action that took place between nick wayne and Callum. <laughs> Wow. Does that bring back some good memories for you? We are so good. <laughs> that was just phenomenal. And of uh, course, I mean, the, the match should have taken place the previous year at uh, Hands Handshakes and Cheeseburgers uh, last September. But uh, Nick was unfortunately uh, injured, suffering a slight injury. When that match couldn't take place because of Nick's injury, how would you feel? You must. I mean, I know you were so looking forward to that match. And it was kind of like uh, taken away from you on the day of the show. Uh, you must have been pretty gutted uh, that first time round. Yeah, I was pissed, like real bad, because there was like the, the TNT weekender, like yeah. literally, like the, the the day before that. And um, I did the Thursday show and stayed till Saturday because uh, Joe Lando was doing the GCW show, so I just stayed with him. Then we travelled together to go to Progress. And uh, when I was watching the GCW show, um, 
I was speaking to Nick Wayne's mum and she was saying like how excited he was. And he's like, it's like, oh, he's, he's purposely going easy this whole weekend just so he's like ready for you. And I was like, well, that's cool. Like, he's like, he wants to go as, like, as hard as I want to do like in this match. It's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to be insane. And then I watched the match I had with Joey Janela and I was like, the match we're going to have is going to be insane. I remember, <laughs> I remember going up to Martin and I said, I'm sorry, but your show's ruined. Like, we're, you, we're going to go insane. I'm sorry. And um, yeah, and then the Sunday came and he said that he was hurt. And then he was, he, I think he was in the physio for like 45 minutes. And I was like, yeah, this, this is not looking good. And when I finally got told, I was like, oh, this sucks. But then like, when I spoke to him after and I was like, look, I don't want you to like push yourself more and get hurt more because it's just going to, because you go into like Japan, like either the week after or a few weeks after. And I yeah. was like, there's no point wrestling me because like we're both young anyway. So we've still got like ages to do this again. But um, I'm, I'm very happy that the match didn't happen as well. Because I feel like if that Callum had that match, he wouldn't be able to do what Callum now could do. So in, with that way, like as, as much as I hated it not happening before, I'm quite happy that Biker Shorts Newman could make the match happen. So, so what do you think was the difference between, you know, the September and uh, was it the, the February or the March when the match did actually happen? Probably March, actually. So what, what do you think was the difference? Do you think that you, you were mentally mentally more ready or physically more ready? What do you think uh, was the difference in your mind? I, I don't, I, to be honest, I don't know. I think something just clicked because I was trying so long to like, because Will was like, giving me like a kick up the arse here and there and like nothing was really like sticking and it was really just annoying me and I was just kind of like it got to the point I was like oh I just I'm not happy I don't like it I don't like the way I'm wrestling I don't like the way I look I don't like this I don't like that and I just it got to the point I kind of just felt sorry for myself um and it, it was just it was just shit basically and then I think around yeah around that time that's when I spoke to Dan and he was like mm -hmm. let's just give it a go I was like, all right, well, I think as well, I was kind of like, if it's not, if, if I don't look good at this point, then I'm just going to, you know, kind of get a full-time job and then just do whatever. And then well, we, it all We're glad that working. that never happened anyway. We're glad that never happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I, uh, I kind of followed what he said and then it all started working. And then I realized, because before I'd like, do, I'd train cardio and I'd do like a 10 second sprint on the treadmill get off and i'd i'd be like gassed i couldn't breathe now i can run for ages and i think it was literally a case of like stuff's very very slowly i'm i'm like the most impatient person you'll ever meet and like very slowly stuff started clicking and i think it was literally it was that nick wayne match where everything all came together and it was when i landed the the backflip to feet from the german and everything went in slow mo. And I remember, I think I remember just standing there, looking at him, and being like, "This is where, this is what I'm supposed to do. This is me." Uh, and I was like, "I, I finally reached that point that I've wanted to reach for probably that whole last year. That I've finally, like, I've been clawing at it the whole of like 2022, but now I've got it, and now I want more. And then as soon as we started doing everything else, and we got to that double down." Tom come over and he's going, let's fucking go, boys. You fucking got this loudest I've ever fucking. And he's like saying all that kind of stuff. Um, I remember feeling that tiny bit blown. And as soon as I heard him say that, I had like a second wind and all my gas come back. And 
and I was ready to go again. And I just wish we had more time. That was the only thing. I just wish we had like way more time. Incredible. But, but I mean, that, that sequence was, was breathtaking. And uh, like I said, the whole match was amazing. And clearly uh, Adam's uh, favourite match uh, of all time. But uh, I think I read on one of your socials, it's probably one of your favourite matches you've ever had as well. Yeah, it is definitely. Like, it's, it's definitely up there. Yeah, here's, here's uh, a few pictures from the uh, from the match itself, um, and uh, I don't think these pictures do the the whole match justice. So another one that I urge you to go and check out on demand, progress on demand if you're not already, and a lot of respect shown between yourself and Nick after the match. Um, and if I remember rightly, you got a standing O. You got a standard ovation from the fans in the ballroom. Um, it was absolutely crazy. And and I distinctly remember that um, you, you had some uh, very enthusiastic fans standing very near me up in the balcony. I think your family were up there, uh, your, your mum and your nan going absolutely crazy. Yeah. I think I think your nan actually um, uh, got a bit of a, uh, you know, nan chant, didn't she, from the, from the ballroom fans that night? Yeah. <laughs> she got herself over. Yeah, probably. <laughs> they usually do. Not the loudest ones there. Yeah, <laughs> but, but I mean, after after the standard ovation, obviously the adrenaline going backstage. I mean, where was your head at? What, what kind of what was your feeling? Uh, you know, going backstage after that incredible match with a standard ovation and just knowing in your head that you just absolutely smashed it between yourself and Nick. You must have been kind of you know just momentum high. You know, all the emotions. Yeah, there was definitely like a lot. Because it was like, like I said, it was like the first time where I was like, I'm, I'm not gassed. I, I'm not, I don't feel hurt. I don't, like, I can come back. And obviously there's going to be stuff I'm like, oh, I could have done this better than that better. Like, that's every match. And if I don't do that, then like, I shouldn't be wrestling if I don't come back. And I'm like, oh, everything went perfect. But like, it, it, it was definitely like one of the first times where I was like, I'm so proud of that match. The first time I had that was my progress debut with cpf doing the four-way i remember being like i'm with i'm with my best friends and we've just opened the show got a stand innovation to please come back and everything and like it was and i think as well like at the end of like the nick wayne match we got some of the fans to kind of like i don't know how to word it but like i think i'd done the shooting star uh, and as Nick kicked out, I heard someone go, "This is the only. This is the first fucking match." And I was like, "Sorry, but it's not my fault. I was put on first. And then someone else went, "We've got eight more of these." And then uh, when I went to do merch after, people were saying like, "Oh, you know, I could have happily gone home. Like that match has like sorted out my ticket price. I could have, I could have gone home after that." I was like, "That's really cool." I was yeah. like, "But they're my friends on the show, so you know, watch them, please." Yeah. But like. That was really cool just to hear that. Absolutely. I, I, funny you should say that because uh, I've actually got a video of that shooting star press. Oh. Come on, Cameron. Let's go. Yeah.
But the hang time on that was just phenomenal. And uh, one more clip I want to bring up. And if anybody wants uh, to, to know a reason why uh, Callum Newman is called the Prince of Pace, uh, just watch this. <laughs> How on earth did you do that? You kind of like somersaulted or cannonballed through the middle rope there. I, I, it, I've watched it so many times; it almost doesn't seem physically possible. <laughs> yeah, I, I, to be fair, I don't know how I do a lot of things. Most of the stuff, I kind of just like I, I kind of watch it, and I'm like, oh, if they, can, my, my, so my mentality of everything is, if you can do it, then I should be able to, and then. Like so, like the shooting star. So I I remember watching like Will um, Paul Robinson do shooting stars, and like I was like, oh, that does look really hard. And I think I watched Brock Lesnar do the shooting star. I was like, oh, if he can do one, then why can't I? <laughs> and then I just started teaching myself how to do a shooter, and then I got it in the end. But like, yeah, like I tell you, I think that cannonball was literally like I watched. <laughs> Who did I watch do it? I think it might have been like Robbie Eagles. I was like. I'm just gonna go for it, see what happens. Wow. And then now I just <laughs> I try and make a competition of like um I think I try and get them to go to where most of the chairs are and I try and see which row I can hit. And I think the first I think my record now is like third row. So I've got to beat that now. Oh man, absolutely fantastic. And another highlight, uh, certainly of 2023 for me, and I'm sure for yourself as well, when it was the uh Eight-man Lucha Rules tag match from Progress in Manchester from earlier on this year. Um, and uh, there's just a few photos there, courtesy of Progress Wrestling. Thank you very much. Um, but uh, a lot of respect shown after that match. Another highlight, not just of yours, but uh, the 0121 and the CPF boys. Um, another banger. You said that 2023 has just been banger after banger. Um, and that eight-man Lucha Rules match has to be up there as well. Oh, that's that's probably the best eight man. I feel like CPF and I I want to and I've had because I think Dan said that's the first time all four of them have been in the ring together as well, like as I want to one. Yeah. And I feel like CPF as well. We've all had like the odd eight man, but like I feel like that was one that made us all be like, right, both of us are the best kind of factions going, and we've mixed together and we. It was another banger, and like we like, it's like we did the Manchester show, and that was a stand innovation. We'd just done Min and Mayhew against Dan and Reese. There was another stand in O, so it, it is literally like CPF and O one two one mix so well that like every match we're going to have is going to be a banger. Oh, hundred um, percent. And uh, it's just see where. Oh, one more progress highlight of yours from twenty twenty three. And uh, it, it was actually a match where where you kind of suffered not just an injury but a, a fatality. Um, Gene Money's Darth Lad Emporium. You know where I'm going with this. Um, and it, I don't want to give too much. So. Don't want to give too much away. But uh, once again, something else you're going to have to sign up to Progress on Demand. Um, but uh, let, let's put it this way: that after the opening match, um, you, you, oh, you know, I'm, I'm glad to see you here today. You know, I'm, I'm pleased to see you here because you, you, you died, and people were kind of stepping over your body. People stepped over your body to get to their match. You know, the, the second or third match. So, uh, but that was a lot of fun, wasn't it? And kind of, uh, yeah, playing playing the part of the dead body. 
Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know what, man? I've got a problem with Nina and Danny Luna. They didn't even check on me. They just kind of popped their head out and was like, oh, all right, then I guess he's dead then and carried on walking. All right. Unbelievable. More, Fair enough, more, but... in, more interested in their own match than uh, the good friends, Callum Newman, of course. Um, but uh, another thing that I, I want to talk to you about is, is OTT because um, I, I believe, you know, I did have to check my facts on this, but I think you made your OTT debut only this year. Is that correct? In a match yeah. against Omari, so their former OTT champion, I think probably a couple of weeks after he had lost uh, the OTT championship, um, you fought uh, Omari um, over in Dublin. What was that experience like? Probably one of the best. Like, so I was so nervous the whole day because I've, I've, I've been like, when the people ask me, I kind of tell them everything. So like, I I was messaging Joe Cabray, like, so the promoter. For about a year just being like i want to get on i want to i want to do ott and then i think i just annoyed him to the point it was like here's a date and then i i, I think i was more nervous because i was like oh shit, i've got to, you know I, I have to show out now and uh it was I, I felt like it was more of a like more a case of like i'll oh, put your money where your mouth is and um I, like so the whole day i was traveling with uh, ricky knight jr and like I've, we've got to Stansted. I'm trying to scan my tickets, not working. So then I had to go queue up for ages to print my ticket out. Then I went back with a printed ticket and that didn't work. Then I lost my passport in the airport and then I wow. found that again. And then we've like got there and I'm just nervous the whole time. But then as soon as I come through the curtain, like the Irish crowd was so welcoming. And like, it, like I've, I've never felt more comfortable in a crowd, like in a show as well. So it was like, I was, I was really nervous, come out, done the entrance, stood in the ring. And it just, it felt like, I don't know, it just felt really calming. And like, everything was kind of just like Zen, if that makes sense. Yeah. We'll go with that word. But uh, yeah, and then Good I'm word. going back soon. Yeah, that's the word. But no, we're going back. Well, yeah, you've got the uh, the OTT uh, tag team tournament, haven't you? And uh, that's going to be awesome now. Uh, so I, I cropped this from Twitter yesterday, and those are the brackets. And uh, you're going up against a, an old rival, or a team that you know very well, uh, Brendan White and uh, Danny Jones, the Greedy Souls. And you faced them quite a few times for Rev Pro uh, or at Rev Pro. Um, you must be looking forward to that encounter. But you, you're taking one of the CPF boys this time, so I don't know if it's been announced who, uh, but it'll be CPF versus the Greedy Souls. It is. Um, I don't know if I can say. Well, if it's a secret, you don't have to divulge. I don't want to get you into trouble. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 yeah, I, yeah. I'll, I'll let the, I'll let the greedy souls shiver because they won't know who it is. That's it. They'll but, have to uh, find out who comes through the curtain. If you go through first, and then you know it could be any one of the other three coming behind you. Um, you know, it's going to be that will throw them out of their game plan. That's what you want to do. You want to throw them out of their game plan. Don't divulge your partner. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I'll keep it a secret. And no one's going to know. I won't even let him know. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, we've wrestled. I've wrestled them loads with yeah. uh, JJ Gale at Rev Pro, and me and Danny wrestled them at Riot twice. Yeah, I think twice. Yeah, uh, it, it's another match that's like our styles mix really well. It's a case of two heavyweights against two junior heavyweights, and like I, I really like like those styles because I feel like they they do mix really well. Because like you never know what you're gonna get. You never know if like 
the junior heavyweight's going to try and go for like more speed or if they can have like the power to kind of throw the heavyweight or you don't know if the heavyweight's going to do something crazy off the ropes. Because like, I've seen Brendan do like a second rope moonsault and he hasn't oh. done it yet in one of our matches, which I'm quite happy and I hope he don't do it soon because it will crush me. But, it, but it's the, the clash of styles, isn't it? And it's the clash of dynamics and almost a David versus Goliath storyline. And, uh, you know, there's so many interesting stories that could be told in matches like that. And I'm, I'm a huge tag team wrestling fan anyway, because I think it's the best uh, gimmick match of all time, to be honest with you. Although a lot of people don't consider it a gimmick match, but I love tag wrestling and uh, can't wait to kind of see that one back. Uh, but in Rev Pro, we'll talk more about Rev Pro in a minute, but in Rev Pro... I mean, people are usually familiar with yourself teaming with one of the CPF boys, but in Rev Pro, you don't team with one of the CPF boys, do you? It's JJ Gale. So tell us about your partnership, your friendship with JJ, uh, because he's your regular, so I might say, long-time partner over in Rev Pro, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, I mean, we're not tag partners anymore. We kind of decided Ooh. that, yeah, we, we kind Sorry of... Sorry about that. A... I didn't want to kind of, you know, upset your, um, you know, yeah, these yeah. things happen, I suppose. <laughs> you're bringing back some heart you bring me oh, like back some heartache but uh there's the man we, uh, there. yeah sorry i'll, I'll just flash he it up. There you go. He's, he's gone now he's gone now just briefly my heart, my heart. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah we decided that we should like kind of go down two different paths because the tag team just wasn't working i think we won maybe like two matches out of like too many and um that match, literally, the tag team literally came about of Will just being like, these two are similar. Put them together, I think, kind of, because Andy does mention a lot that, like, on comms, like, this tag, this tag team came about because uh, Will Ospreay put them together. Because Will wrestled me, I think the next day wrestled uh, JJ. And I think he was like, they wrestle kind of the same. So put them together and see how it goes. And it did start really well. We kind of, I think we took a little while to kind of, to warm up to each other with like just kind of talking and like how we both wrestle and when how our psychology both kind of work yeah. so then i think once we got past that we both mix very well but i think it was just a case of we i think we both want separate things like at the end of the day yeah makes so sense yeah so i think but then we both was like look it's it's, it's not working so you know yeah, love all you, good tag teams. Lots, all good tag teams split in the end, don't they? You know, as long as long as it wasn't kind of like the Shawn Michaels, Marty Jannetty kind of, it was going to kick you through a barbershop window or the other way, other way around. But uh, it ended amicably, which is the most important thing. It ended well. That's the one. That's the one. <laughs> um, we've had a ton of questions come through. I will get to them all uh, in due course. Um, but uh, I, I want to talk to you and uh, take a bit more of a deep dive into Rev Pro because. Uh, they've been a big part of your career, certainly over the last three or four years. Um, I think you made your debut for them in 2019. You had one appearance for them in 2019. And then you wrestled a whole bunch for them uh, during their No Fans pay-per-views from Southampton in 2020 and 2021. Um, what what were those kind of No Fans pay-per-views like? Because, I mean, I've got a list here of some of your opponents during their No Fans shows. The likes of uh, Maloney, Ridgeway. Uh, you started teaming with JJ, of course. Um, you had a whole ton of matches. And, of course, not forgetting um, that epic Encounter 2 pay-per-view with Will Ospreay. Um, but, uh, and I'll just flash up the image there. 
And that would have been, he must have been, what, 17, 18 when that match took place. Um, your one and only one-on-one yeah. uh, -on -one encounter with Mr. Osprey there. And I'm, I think he's going to come up once or twice during this conversation. But take us back to those no, no fan shows, because I've spoken to a lot of talent that were at the Peckham tapings for progress, but never anybody that was at the uh, Southampton tapings for Rev Pro. Uh, how was your experience of those? Um, very strange, because we... I, I, I don't think we was really given much information on it and no, none of us really knew how to go about it. So it was, it was kind of just like, look, you, you have, you, like, I think Andy was more just like, I want to put on the best professional wrestling. Cause that's pretty much what Red pro is like pro wrestling at its best. Yeah. And it was, it's in his training school and, uh, he blacked. He, he, to be fair, he, with what he had, he, he made it look insane because he blacked out all the walls, had the spotlights in, and like just made it. I, I thought it, it felt like a bit like a fight club because it was it was really tight, but it was all blacked out, and it's literally right. You, you. There's a ref. Fight. There's medics down there. They'll keep an eye on you. Have it out. And I thought it was great. Um, but the the only thing that wasn't great, I think we all kind of had to work out how to like wrestle for people behind a screen right because i feel like everyone we was kind of doing matches where it'd be like here's the downtime for like people to come up but we did the beats laid there and there's not there's no noise you can just hear yourself breathing and i think the first time i heard myself breathe it it, it made me uncomfortable I was like, oh, this, I, I can hear myself being gassed. Like, it, I don't like this. And I think, the, so when I wrestled Dan, that was like the very first match. We didn't wrestle till like, I think like half 12. Like, so like gone midnight. And I was like, wow. I'm ready for bed. So I, I want to go to sleep. <laughs> Just because I think everyone's kind of getting used to it. But then everything else after that, everyone's kind of like, right, no, we have to do, this is kind of how we have to go about it. But looking back, back it was really fun because like we spent like three days in Portsmouth like with all my friends and like we was all hanging out like we went to like play mini golf and like loads of us went on them like swans you know you have them like uh like yeah things. like pedalo sort of things yeah yeah we just got on one of them and it was like who is it, it was like me Dan Kyle Will uh who else was there I don't know who else, but like there was a few of us on it and we all got on one and it all started, the swan started to sink. There was people like pointing and laughing at us. <laughs> it's like, you know what, we're in there, so if we sink, we sink. <laughs> yeah, but there's some big dudes on that swan, I'm sure. Uh, but oh, yeah. uh, oh, it, it, taking you back to them, them tapings, and uh, obviously I flashed up the image a moment ago, uh, but uh, Epic encountered to uh, Will Ospreay, Callum Newman, and uh, remarkably, and I clarified this before uh, we went live, but remarkably, that's your only one-on-one -on -one encounter, and even more so, it was in front of no fans. So quite a strange situation, a strange environment, um, but uh, and obviously someone that you're very closely associated to, Will Osprey. Um, how was that experience for you? Oh, no, terrifying! Like very, very scary. Because I, I kind of like I don't tell anyone, but like I hold myself to quite a high standard because of being so like, kind of like associated with Will. 
because no matter what, people are like, oh, so you, oh, you're the next Will. And I'm like, yeah, that's me. And like, at first I kind of was like, yeah, this is cool. But then when I started kind of figuring out who I was, it's like, say like last year, I wasn't happy of anything. I was like, mm. I do not deserve to be called the next Will, like at all. I don't deserve to be known as Will's trainee, Will's like friend. Yeah. Like all that training before, please forget it. I don't deserve any of this. But then like this year, I'm like, no, I, like I'm quite proud to now be known as Will Ospreay's protege. I'm now proud that Will has had like all this training, like he's helped me out this much. And I'm quite proud that everything's Will, like everything that Will's given me, it's all paid off. And like, especially that match, I was so scared because I'm like, it's this is literally like, like I guess like the future versus like the now. Yeah. And I that match, I, for especially where I was, like where I was at, I, I definitely like, I think I gave him a run for his money, like a hundred percent, because. I think I gave him like the Oscar and I was smiling, giving the pin. I, I think uh, I'm, I'm really hoping the camera sat at the back of me. When I gave him the Oscar, I pinned him. I was just smiling. I was like, I just gave my hero the fucking Oscar. This is great. And then he smashed me in the back of the head. And I was like, this ain't great anymore. I mean, yeah, Stormbreaker. It, it didn't last for long, but, uh, and, and you know, cl- clearly, you know, you are um, heavily associated with, with uh, Will Ospreay and people have been saying pretty much from day dot that you're the next Will Ospreay, you're his uh, protege. But when, when did you first meet Will? Um, I, I read somewhere that it was probably when you was about 15 years old. So, you know, five or six years ago. Um, t- tell us that story of how and when you first met Will Ospreay. Right, this is probably gonna be a long one. Go on. But so <laughs> right, um, so I was training at a school called Knuckle Locks in uh, Brixton. So it was like the old Progress Training School. And, uh, and this one, I, I kind of done. They did like an eight week course. So I just finished the eight week course. I got into the training school, and I think it was a Matt Riddle seminar. And I remember going up to mum and dad and being like, "Look, can I can I go?" And they was like, oh, "How much is it?" And I think it was like. 30 quid and they was like yeah fine we'll just just you know there you go do it, it's fine and then uh i went to school it was even i think it was the next week so i was like oh thanks for doing the matt riddle one really appreciate it. i went to school come back logged on to facebook uh and then they put knuckles posted two day will osprey seminar and i remember looking at it going oh fuck i don't want to ask them because like I've just asked for this Matt Riddle one and 30 pounds, a lot of money. So I was like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to ask. And then, um, I think my mum saw me kind of staring at it and I was like, I, I really want to ask, but I don't. So I just put my phone down. And I was like, I'm, I'm not going to look at it. I'm not going to ask. I'll just do the Matt Riddle one and sharp and be happy. And, uh, this was a time where wrestling was like, it's kind of, it, it kind of, it was kind of going like really, really bad. Like, won't get into that bit but it's just like it all sucked so i was like i'll kind of just maybe pack it in and then uh but i was just like ah yeah i'll leave it i won't ask about the will osprey one and then my dad goes oh what, what are you looking at i was like nothing don't worry he goes oh well all right well make sure you're not doing nothing next weekend you're gonna go train with will osprey I'm like huh and he goes yeah yeah you're doing the two-day seminar and i was like nah all right you, you know because my dad likes to take the piss a lot as well and I was like, yeah, whatever. And I kind of brushed it off. And he went, no, there you go. Here's like the confirmation and all that. Because they nice. was like, make sure you book it and get the message. I was like, oh shit, no way. Gave him like <laughs> mum and dad a hug and all that. And then, uh, yeah, went to the seminar. 
and then uh met will from there and uh, i think it was the first day did the training uh with will and uh he was calling me like eddie guerrero like the way i was moving and stuff which i thought was kind of cool i i think at the time i didn't have a clue i knew who eddie guerrero was but i didn't really know like you yeah. know what he did in wrestling like i knew the name and uh i remember going up to him, I was like, oh, thanks man i really appreciate it like i'm, I'm kind of quitting but you know thanks i really appreciate it he went like what I was like, yeah, man, it's probably like my like, last training session, but it was fun because we were doing top rope runners and stuff. And then uh, my mum and dad had to like sit at the back of the sessions because I was like, yeah, like 15. So I couldn't really go to Brixton by myself. And um, he was like, oh, is that, is that, are that your parents back there? I was like, yeah, yes, yeah, my mum and dad. He's gone, all right, cool. He just walked straight over to him. And like, I remember some people going like, thanks, Will. And he was kind of like going, yeah, cool. See you later. And then going straight to my dad. And he was basically like, do not let him quit. Like there's only some people that kind of have a talent. He's got a talent. Do not let him quit. And then my dad was like, well, if you're like, if you're saying that, then I guess we can't let him quit. And then, uh, I was like, I, I was like, oh, if he's saying that, then this is really cool. Um, and then we went to the one the next day. And then I think we was doing more like top right runners and stuff. And then he was, he come up to literally like, do not quit. And then he pushed me to go to the London school of Lucha Libre. And then from there, that's where he kind of really took me under his wing and was like, right, I'm going to help you now. So, yeah. That's incredible. The story of me and our William. So if my that's, mum and dad incredible. didn't have that surprise. <laughs> yeah. Well, we not, like I say, we, we might not be speaking to Callum Newman here in 2023, but uh, like I say, good for your mum and dad, I suppose. Um, and, and I mean, thinking back to your kind of, maybe your first few months in the wrestling business, I think we're talking probably early to mid 2018. You know, did, did you f did you feel that you were finding your feet quite easily? Were you taken to it quite naturally? Obviously, Will, um, Will Ospreay saw something and you thought that you were a natural, um, you know, pretty much pleaded with your parents to uh, make you stay in the business. So you must have had something very early on, some talent, some natural talent there. Um, how did you adapt kind of early on, especially at such a young age, doing matches on the road or, you know, just finding your feet in, in the ring? Um, it, it, it did come quite naturally, just like general, like, like just kind of doing moves and matches. Because for like ages before that, I'd like uh, put on wrestling matches with my little brother for my mum and dad like on a trampoline. So like... I know I always kind of felt like that was fun, like kind of fun and then doing training matches at um like at, at training. Sure. Um but like actually performing in front of a crowd and like being able to kind of take my shirt off in front of like 60 people, that was the stuff I found like the most uncomfortable with. But like, everything else like really kind of just clicked straight away, but it was more just like um showing out because I like I I can be quite a shy person. Like when I'm around some people, I'll, I'll be the loudest dickhead you'll know. But then, like, I think in new environments, I am very much like, right, I'm going to keep my head down. Hi, nice to meet you. Then like, I, I kind of, like, usually carry headphones with me so I can just put my headphones in and kind of find a spot and just listen to music. Yeah. And that's what I do like the first few shows. But then I think once I kind of found my feet and found my confidence, it was like, ah, this is, this is easy. And then kind of just really went from there, being like, nah, I, I know what I'm doing now. 
Yeah, and uh, we, we've had some questions come through about Will Osprey. Let's see if I can find them. Uh, let's bring this one up. Uh, Adam Wright again. But uh, now that Will Osprey is back in progress, uh, would you fancy going one-on-one with Osprey or maybe a triple threat with Osprey and Nick Wayne? Uh, and when are we going to see Callum going after some gold? So uh, a couple of good questions there from from Adam. So thank you so much. But uh, now that uh, obviously you 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 know. You're uh, a mainstay in Rev Pro. You're uh, a regular in progress. Obviously, Osprey's come back, uh, albeit super strong style. Um, do, do you fancy having a, a 2023 match with Osprey and maybe mixing it up, throw Nick Wayne in there as well, a triple threat? That's uh, uh, Adam on Adam's bucket list for sure. I don't think anyone's ready for it. Imagine the would have it? go off. It would be insane. <laughs> It'd be a, it would be a bit mental, but definitely like i i was thinking about it and i was like i'm definitely more confident to have a match with will this year now like yeah now because like i feel like like i could definitely keep up with him uh, like i could keep up with him when i was 17. so why couldn't i keep up with him now i'm 20. so like and like it's like a three year it's a three-year gap of learning and kind of evolving especially since the start of the year yeah like my confidence has been, I like I don't want to sound like I've got this massive ego, but I do feel like uh, I totally like, get it as well. As I look at it, it's like he's like so. Will's like my hero. He's my trainer. I look at him like an older brother. But when it comes to like the point where like right, we're we're standing corner to corner, mate. I'm gonna give you a run for your money, and I'm gonna like. I'm going to show you that all the training that you've given me, all the bits of help that you've given me, they've all paid off, but I've learned new tricks along the way as well. And I think the day that that's going to happen, like that match will happen because it's, I think it's like, just because of our, of our relationship anyway, there's not like, knock on wood, but like, there's no way that that match is not going to happen. Like I, I can't see it not happening. It's, but happen. it's a case of, I don't know if I want it now, or if I want everyone to see me like keep going up and up and up and up and up to the point where like if I don't get this match, I'm not going to watch wrestling mm. anymore. So, like, that's why it's got to be a story behind like, it. It's got to be a hook. Shit, There's got to be a story behind it. I think. And uh, of course, you know, you know, obviously you had that match back in 2020. Put a bit of a story behind it. You know, the, the master, the prodigy, um, build to it. And uh, but like I say, I mean, Will Ospreay's going to be at Super Strong Style. I think Nick Wayne's been announced as being at Super Strong Style. Um, we'll have to see if you're there. Who knows? Anything could happen. Anything could happen. We'll see. We'll see. I might come happen. along. Yeah, come along. You know, I've heard uh, some some wrestling is going to be happening. Um, three days of action. Uh, the Peck and Playboy Hakan has been in touch. Um, before <laughs> Will Ospreay, Callum loved me. So uh, there you go. I know he was one of your early opponents, wasn't he? Or uh, back in the day? Uh, Hakan. Uh, there was like an old promotion we used to go to, and he used to wrestle on there. So I used to be like, it's like ten year old kid just shouting abuse at Hakan. <laughs> Oh, fantastic. And uh, Hakan's been in touch again. Now, Verkingo versus Newman. Uh, how do you feel about this match? Now, you've probably seen a little bit of uh, Verkingo, I think, appearing on AEW and one or two other promotions. Seems to be one of the, the hottest uh, talents the other side of the pond. Um, but uh, do you fancy that one? Do you know much about that guy? Oh, yeah. I've seen like all the stuff he's been doing. Been like keeping up. The, the guy's insane. That's like a cartwheel on the top rope. I don't understand how it works. Like it, yeah. it, it freaks me out, but like 
to be fair, most, I'm going to say this, okay, I won't say most, but some of the stuff that he does, I can do just as well. Like if you, some of the clips I put on my Instagram of me doing like wrestling in my back garden, I just watched some my Kingo clips and I was like, I'm just going to try it, see what happens. And it's all pulled off. Like doing the uh, jump to the middle into a 180 twist to the top row into a 450. I can do that. And no one expects it from me because I'm like 6'1". And I, uh, you're too tall for this. I'm like, I know, but I can do it anyway. <laughs> so Amazing. it just works. Amazing. But like, I'll, I'll, yeah, I think it's literally a case of if you can do it, why can't I? Oh, amazing. And uh, another viewer watching us via YouTube, we got Santiago Riaz uh, watching us from Puerto Rico. So, uh, hi, Santiago. Pretty cool that you're watching it. And uh, Adam Wright again. Uh, that triple threat between Osprey, Wayne and Newman uh, would set the world on fire. It certainly set the ballroom on fire for sure. Uh, but uh, keep sending us your questions. Keep sending us your comments. Um, and I need to find my place on my notes here. But, uh, yeah, that would be pretty cool. Um, let's have a look. So. 2019, um, from my research, appeared to be a bit of a bit of a breakout year for you, Callum. I don't know if you'd agree, but um, you obviously picked up uh, the Lucha Libre title on two occasions in 2019. You had a dark match for Progress in 2019. You had debuts for Southside, Frontline, Wrestlegate, Lucha Britannia, NGW, WAW, and more. There was clearly a lot of buzz around you. 2018 going into 2019 in 2019 you were branching out you were kicking doors down working for all sorts of promotions doing some great things you probably would only have been 17 at the time um but uh, what do you remember about that that period in your career around 2019 when things you know seemed to be going really well for you and doing lots of cool stuff for different promotions it, it was literally that i was traveling non-stop and like constantly being somewhere and like like going to like college and then they're like oh do you want to come hang out with us I'm like, no i've got to go to norwich and like try and explain to them that I've, i'm traveling every weekend like everywhere i'm somewhere and i i don't want to come out and like party i i it, and it was a lot of case of like i was losing a lot of friendships because of wrestling so then i kind of like it, it was a case of just like being on my own for a little bit. Like I had a, some friends I kept, but it was like a big case of, I, I kind of come to reality of like, right, if I want this, I'm going to have to just accept the fact that I'm not going to have many friends. But then I accepted it and then everything started like picking up. I was in like whole one weekend. The next day I was in Norwich. Next day I was doing like some runs in like Essex. Like it, it was, it was insane. And then I just remember like being on top of the world and then, like, was it that year, I think? No, it was, like, I think early, like, 2020, where, like, Dave Meltzer was like, yeah, this kid's got it. This this kid's going to, like, be something one day. And then the fucking world shut down, and that was yeah. it. And I was like, cool. So I've literally gone bang, 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 bosh. And then that was it. So Crazy. And then, yeah, and then I, I was kind of like a bad time, but then... I was. I literally took it as I, I can either be sad about it and kind of be like, right, that's what it like. It is what it is. But then, I think that that's where the click was. I was like, I want to get back to being that point of being on like this insane ride. Yeah, and I'm going to get back to that point, but ten times better, which is pretty much what I've done. 
Absolutely. And uh, another moment within 2019, I, I briefly touched on it there, but uh, uh, Luja Britannia. And um, now I've got a picture to bring up here. I did show you before we went live. You did have a chuckle. Um, but look, look at that. And so that was when you were a dark Britannico uh, in your Lucha Britannia days. And you told me that you're also uh, pure Britannicos. Oh, where's my guest gone? He, he is still there. He is still there under the hoodie. But oh, take us back. Because I, mean, I mean, I spoke I mean. to uh, Tom Dawkins on the show a few months back. And he said that uh, the Lucha Britannia days were just, you know, some of his favorite uh, memories, some of his favorite days, um, you know, in pro wrestling. And a lot of the top UK names now came through that system, came through that that school and came through those shows and you were there as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it def Blue Britannia was definitely probably like one of the most fun shows I've ever been a part of. Because um, you just did like every night you just didn't know what to expect. I think you'd look at, you could look at a show and kind of have like a rough idea of like, oh, this this could happen, this could happen. Oh, I'd like to see this happen. Britannia, there was no point in guessing because whatever you thought was going to happen, it'd be a complete 180. And it it, it, would, it was just insane. But yeah, I started off as pure Britannico. And then, which was uh, Cara's old gimmick. And it then was, I was told, yeah. I was, then I was told uh, that I was, going to be Dark Britannico, which was Will's old gimmick. And I was like, so I'm just being handed down these gimmicks. But Dark Britannico was definitely like the most fun that I've had. Yeah. Look at that man. I think Look I was like, oh, I'll get back to that soon. But like, <laughs> yeah, like Dark Britannico, Dark Britannico is definitely the most fun because I could just shout at people as loud as I could. And everyone's like, I think someone said, we could definitely tell you from Essex. I think it's the amount that I swore. But, okay, I'll, I'll calm it down a little bit. Oh, fantastic. Uh, if, if ever, what, next time there's a progress on boxing or something weird and wacky, uh, you got you got to break out the mask again. you got to break it. Have you ever been tempted to uh, come out in a mask? Because you, you've not wrestled in a mask since them days, have you? No. Like, so, I'd, so my <laughs> first gimmick for um, London's... Uh, what was it? London Lucha League uh, yeah. was a gimmick called Neon Dragon, which was literally I wore bright green and orange, uh, a green and orange mask. And yeah, just the Neon Dragon, because there was like, we want you to have a character and we're all about Lucha and you're good at Lucha. So wear this. And I was like, OK, cool. And I remember it, at first it sucked. I couldn't breathe. And then it was one of the things I got used to it. But there is times where I'm like, I want to I want to bring back a mask gimmick because it's so much fun, because like, um, it's like uh, Andrew Garfield Spider-Man like in the movie he like he's really animated with his body and like I think there's a scene where uh, who's, who's he it's like his Gwen Stacy he's like talking yeah. to her and he's getting annoyed that he's, she's not listening and like he's using his hands his head his legs his body his shoulders everything to show how annoyed he was and I was like that's how everything is in a mask and like wrestling as well because you can't use your face it's like now i can get hit and i can show you with my face how much it hurts but in a mask i've got to like use my hands my arms and everything like drop to a shoulder come up and like everything and it's it, it's a lot more work but when you watch it back it's a lot more fun yeah. so there is times i'm like i might just bring it back just like at the odd time 
Oh, awesome. Uh, a few more people that have reached out during the course of this interview and uh, I've checked Facebook. So this is Adam Mansfield and he says in his 30 years of wrestling, uh, he's never seen anybody move as fast as you do. He says it's scary. It is scary. Uh, we saw it earlier when he did the cannibal through the ropes. That was scary. Um, and then the people in the front row were probably scared as well. And uh, Adam Wright has been in touch again. Thanks so much, Adam. Um, any advice for someone eight months uh, into his training and looking to debut in July? What advice do you have for him um, over the next few months and behind? So, so I know that say, a lot of people look up, look up to you as a, an experienced pro now, Callum, and they're wanting advice from you. Um, <laughs> but if you've got any, any basic advice there for somebody eight months in, um, trying to find trying to find his feet as a trainee, um, maybe maybe character-wise, but uh, any kind of off-the-top-of-your-head advice for Adam there? Um, I'd say just don't I, – I, this is going to sound bad, but don't get overly excited because I've seen it a lot of times where like people make their debut – and they get really excited the fact that they're wrestling they've got like their kick pads on and they're in front of people and then they'll go in wrestle the other guy and then it'll just hurt them and like it's happened to me it's happened to my friends it's happened to so many people where it's literally just been a case of the other person's new and they've got excited and it's literally a case of just remember remember what you remember what you've learned remember where you are but then it is a case of like have a fun time but then, I don't know, I, I, I kind of, I, I'm so serious about wrestling. It's like, it's not, it sounds like I'm saying, don't have fun. But it's just a case of like, just remember to look after everyone because we're all in this together. And like, just, yeah, it's just Good advice. have fun, but then kind of just, just, just look after them because like, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I do try and be blunt with people, but like, I do feel like sometimes I am a bit too mean because like people ask me for advice and I am very i'm very blunt like especially it's, it's cpf i'm the worst because like i think in germany i watched their match and i was like yeah this is really good but that bit was really shit and i don't know if they took it the wrong way if not but i'm like you're my best friends if i can't yeah, say something to your exactly. face it's really shit i didn't like then i'm sorry but not sorry do you know what i mean yeah it's, it's too much sugar coating yeah, isn't there when people give like feedback like, you know be honest um, and we've had, um, yeah, and well, like, please carry that's on. where I learned as well. Yeah. No, no, I was just saying that's where I learned. So like, it's a case like Will, so many times I've done something and Will's been like, that's shit. Never do that again. And I'd be like, all right, cool. But then, but he, he wouldn't, he wouldn't end it there. He'd be like, that's shit, but do this instead. And then it work a hundred times. So that's how yeah. I learned. So like, if that's helped me, then I'll do that to help other people. Exactly. And we got, uh, Trickster Tom watching us via YouTube says a uh, shout out to Callum's nan top tier support versus Nick Wayne. I've got to say your, your nan was absolutely fantastic. And uh, you can probably hear uh, we're on playback on demand, but uh, uh, it, 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 did it, did you hear uh, the chants from your family or the shouts or the screams from your family from the balcony during that match? Did it put you off at all? Yeah. Um, no, not really. Um, it's it's more. It clearly of, uh, didn't put you off because the match was amazing. When... <laughs> it, it was more um, when I had Nick hooked for something and someone went, "Callum, I think your mum wants you to win." And I said, "That's my nan," and everyone started laughing. <laughs> but it never puts me off. I think the only time it puts me off is when my dad does it because my dad is like 
especially a wrestler, he's like really hard to please. But when I hear him do the go on, Callum, I'm like, oh, this must be going well. He's chanting then. Oh, brilliant. Um, let, let, let's um, skip forward a little bit. And uh, I think the first time I had uh, proper exposure to yourself and the CPF boys, uh, I think it was the 1st of August 2021. And it was the debut show for Wrestle Carnival. I don't know if you remember, um, I was backstage uh, doing my first ever backstage interview gig. Uh, fortunately, I've got a lot better since then. But uh, it was this match here. And it was uh, the first mm. of its kind at the time. Uh, Danny Black, Callum Newman, Joe Lando, Maverick Mayhew. Um, and uh, it opens the show, the first ever Wrestle Carnival show, a hell of a match. Um, and like another match that you mentioned earlier, you know, they, they could have they could have finished, uh, finished the show there just on that opener. But uh, such a tremendous match. I think you've only ever done it one more time since, and that was probably recently in Germany. Uh, but uh, what, what do you remember about that match? Because... I think it really, it was probably your third match back um, when kind of the doors reopened again. Um, but to get the four of you inside the ring for the first time, uh, 1v1, v1, v1, that must have been a thrill for you. Oh, it was great because when I think when we all got the message that we'd be against each other, we all got really excited because we wanted that match for ages at this point and no one was really giving it to us. Um, but then when it finally happened, we was like, oh, well, this is amazing. Um, and we, def we definitely delivered. I feel like it, that match wasn't good for that crowd because like, it's the Nottingham crowd, I don't think they like our style of wrestling. But then as soon as we took that to progress, we was like, well, we're going to top that a million miles. And then we did exactly that. And I think the progress one overshadowed the Wrestle Carnival one like by a hundred times. And it, it's definitely, it was night and day, but that first one was definitely a case of like, we've just wrestled our best friends and we've just set the bar for Wrestle Carnival. And it's, it's, it, it was like one of our favorite matches and it got put on the best of Wrestle Carnival matches DVD thing. If anyone yeah. still buys DVDs. Occasionally. Yeah. Yeah. More, more as a memento to say, you know, yeah, yeah, I've got something physical I can hold. Um, but so I'm going to flash up this picture. Uh, and we spoke earlier about Super Strong Style this year. And, of course, you and the boys were at Super Strong Style last year. Um, and uh, this picture here probably brings brings back a few memories as well. And it was CPF versus uh, Ricky Shane Page, Maggot, Robbie X, and, of course, Jack Evans. Now, I know from checking your socials and some of the boys' socials that it was a thrill to be in there with the likes of those four. But... Jack Evans in particular, I think, especially with his style, um, bit a bit of bit of a hero of yours. But uh, to be in there with, with with those guys and Jack Evans, what was that like? I hit the best Phoenix splash I've ever hit on the man, the myth, the legend, Jack Evans from the heavens. <laughs> it's insane because, like, I remember just kind of being backstage with him, and I was like, I've watched this guy for years. Like, I watched him on Lucha Underground and like wrestling. Like Aerostar and uh, like John, <laughs> like Johnny Progress and like yeah. like Drago and like all all them guys and Helico and like PWG and all that stuff and like I'm stood across from him like getting ready from this like for this match and then I think the Phoenix Splash as soon as I hit it and then I heard like the three I was kind of looked down I was like this is insane like this like I I don't know how I've ended up here but I have. And this is insane. 
and then we got back and then kind of was like we i have to get a photo like i just have to but if, if i don't get it now then i'll never get one Oh, unbelievable. But uh, I thought you'd uh, appreciate me bringing up uh, that match because um, yeah. I would say the fans in the ballroom absolutely loved it. And I know that you guys did as well. Um, but uh, such a fantastic... Like I say, I, I don't think Jack Evans has been over to the UK since. I, I don't know if he suffered an injury soon after. But uh, I'd say that was a thrill to watch him in the ballroom for sure and one of your heroes. Um, and uh, another kind of highlight more recent highlight is performing for 1PW. Now, obviously, they came back last October in the Doncaster Dome. You've had uh, three shows since. You've been a part of every single show, I believe, uh, in uh, multi-man matches. Um, but uh, getting the chance to perform for another leading promotion um, on top of Progress and Rev Pro now, 1PW, um, that, that's pretty cool. And like I say, getting to perform in front of, was it 2,000 fans last year in the Doncaster Dome? That must have been pretty crazy. Yeah, something like that, I think. <laughs> because it was their first show, and I think they completely yeah. sold it out. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was insane. I think it, I, I don't know if it's the, like, it's definitely up there of like the most amount of people I've wrestled in front of, but it, yeah, that was insane. Cause it was, it was a, a scramble match. I think it was me, Doris, Scotty Rourke, Luke Jacobs and Amir Jordan. And that was really cool. I think we're all kind we're all like friends. And yeah. I, I, I think it's cooler for me looking around being like, these are my friends and we're wrestling for like these huge promotions in front of loads of people. That's the cool stuff to me. Like it is just insane. And it like, yeah, I've been on every show since and I, I hope to keep it up. Hopefully. Oh, absolutely. You're doing a phenomenal job. And uh, a question that came through before we went live. Now, uh, this was sent to me today via Instagram from Rev Pro Enthusiast. Uh, if Callum could wrestle anyone past or present, who would he choose and what would be the event and venue? Um, he says he always loves your work in Rev Pro. So do you have any kind of dream matches, uh, past or present? Um, and uh, have you ever considered, you know, what venue or what type of match you'd like with them? Um, Great question, but a tough I, question as well. Yeah, I've, I've never really thought about it. Um, um, past... Let's say past or present. Um, yeah. This wow. This is. I think Liger, Liger at York Hall. Wow. That could be cool. Um, that's definitely up there. Um, I think for, for present, Paul Robinson at the ballroom. Yeah, that would be good. That, that, that's. I like. I love Paul to death. He like. He's helped me out so much so ever since I was a kid as well. Like. There's been times where, like, I haven't been paid by a promotion, and then like he'd, he'd be working for him like at the weekend, like, like the week of, like the next week, and be like, oh yeah, they haven't paid me. And be like, well, I'll sort that out then, and I'll get paid like instantly. And Paul's like, Paul's like a will as well. Just like, he's like, give me so much advice through like the years. He's helped me out of everything. Like where I've been stuck at shows, he's like drove me home. Like, he's honestly. I love it to bits, and I think me and me and Robbo at the ballroom for the Proteus title as well. I'll chuck that in wow. there. For the Proteus title. That's that's Absolutely. up there. That's definitely there. Up we go. There. I think you've answered uh, Rev Pro Enthusiasts' uh, question there, but obviously. 
Uh, obviously, with the breaking news last week that uh, Will Ospreay is back in progress uh, ring, so is Robbo. So uh, we look forward to seeing him uh, possibly as soon as uh, Super Strong Style. You never know. Let's have a quick look through some of these many, many questions that have come through. Um, let's have a quick look, see if there's any that I haven't read out yet. Uh, oh, how about this? Perfect question from a friend of the show and big fan of yours. But to Ashley Clements, do you think we'll get uh, CPF versus the Swords of Essex soon in progress? Well, we couldn't have timed it any better there. Ashley sent that through a little while ago. But um, like I say, I think that could be another dream match, another dream scenario for you guys. I hope so. Because like, I don't think it will happen soon, just with Will being in strong style um because they announced that he's an entrant so because yes. he's, he's i mean he's the best wrestler in the world so i can't imagine him he won't like, be knocked out in the first round put it that yeah way. Like, he, he, like you know <laughs> he like won't it's not like he's not gonna you know he's gonna beat everyone there do you know what i mean so like um yeah like i don't know i hope it's gonna happen but it is just a case of like i don't I, it's like as a when and i think i've got to talk to management as well and like I was like, look, come on, like we like we are doing what Paul and Will was doing years ago for the ballroom and progress. That's CPF now, and yeah. while they've been away, we've been one of the few to bring the like the the tag division. Like we've had a bit more, like yeah. I guess, like like Sunshine Machine. We've had a few more fireworks to the division. Uh, Absolutely. So I if they if if they still got some fireworks in the bag then we'll see what magic we can create but as of right now i i don't know I, honestly i don't know well i'll let you into a secret i think progress i think they've watched this so uh now we've put it out into the universe callum it's gonna happen don't worry it's gonna happen for sure um hell let's yeah. have a look hell yeah so um before we put a, a, a a bow on this interview with Callum Newman. I have to remind my viewers out there um, who my next interviewee is. And as I mentioned at the top of the show, it's going to be none other than Nina Samuels for episode 300. Whoop, whoop. So a milestone episode of Wrestling with Jonas. Um, nearly five years in the making, but we got to episode 300 and the host of the Nina Samuels show, uh, current Riot Cabaret women's champion Nina Samuels herself will be on the Wrestling with Jonas podcast. But uh, Callum has been awesome speaking to you um we're not quite done yet we're not quite done yet um now i think i've got one or two more questions to go but um we, we spoke about uh, germany at the top of the podcast um and i've checked back through your records and you may have wrestled in one or two other countries in europe but do you have any ambitions or any countries uh, or any promotions outside of the UK that you'd like to perform for in the future. Of course, Joe Lando, good friend of yours, was over in the States last year, wrestled for uh, G uh, GCW against Nick Wayne. Uh, do you have similar ambitions, similar desires to uh, get on a plane and, and wrestle elsewhere? Yeah, definitely. Um, GCW is up there, like 100%. I, I, I feel like my style would fit very well like for their crowd and that show um like the the what the the big dream is best of the super juniors that's that's why i want like yeah. real 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 bad um but i think gcw's up there uh deadlock's up there um i don't know it's like 
they're they're the main three that come to mind. But yeah, and, yeah. And the really the cool, real big goal. The cool thing is, is that you're branching out all over the place. Anyway, you're kind of let's say OTT and over in Germany, all across the UK. So you are spreading your wings, and uh, it's only going to get further afield. Uh, every single time you make a new debut, but uh, wish you nothing but the best. So for any of my viewers or listeners out there, Callum, that want to get in touch, want to learn a bit more about the Prince of Pace, want to reach out and say hi, uh, maybe buy some merch or see some of your footage, uh, where on social media can they do so, my friend? And if it helps, I do have your socials for Twitter and Instagram scrolling along the bottom. But uh, uh, I thought I had, but to tell us where we can reach out to my friend. It'd be Instagram is Prince of Pace CN, and then it's the same for Twitter. Uh, YouTube, some of the matches get posted on there quite a lot. Um, TikTok, I will very rarely post on there, but when I do, it's usually something cool. Um, but yeah, that's it. Merch, I only I only sell at shows. I don't really post anything unless I'm on like the last few um, shirts. But there is there is a new drop coming soon. There's a new merch drop soon. Is is it this design here? That's that's the current one. That's, right, that's the current one. Yeah, it looks look it looks that. pretty look good. Oh, look at that man! Look at the look shirt. He's wearing it. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, but but uh, like I say, get your hand on that or possibly a new design that might be out soon. Uh, but uh, if I were to ask you um, for a, a final message from Callum Newman uh, for your, your friends, your family, your supporters out there, if you've got a message, uh, any parting words from Callum Newman uh, to close out Wrestling With Johnners, uh, what would they be? Um, bloody hell. Um, if Joe, if you're watching this, I can't stand you. Um, thanks, mum and dad, for letting me train with Will. Um, I'm the fastest professional wrestler in the world. No one can keep up with me. Um, and 2023 Callum Newman is just insane. That's about it. It, it certainly <laughs> is. But uh, Callum Newman, thanks for being an awesome guest. Thank Take you, care, sir. buddy.